0: This podcast is brought to you by the American Thoracic Society. We help the world breathe. Hello and welcome to the Lung Science Podcast. My name is Eric Morrell and I am an assistant professor in the Division of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine at the University of Washington. With me to discuss airway macrophages encompass transcriptionally and functionally distinct subsets altered by smoking is Dr. Maud Liégeois, who is currently a postdoctoral scholar in John Fahey's lab at the Cardiovascular Research Institute at UCSF. Dr. Liegeois' research focuses on investigating the immune system in chronic airway diseases such as COPD and asthma. She is working on projects related to how mucus might be a TH2 niche how smoking influences alveolar macrophage polarization, and how to better characterize the immunoregulatory properties of human monocyte-derived macrophages. Dr. Liégeois, thanks for joining us. I think we'll jump right in. The first question I had was, could you please explain the rationale for your study?
1: Hi. um, Thank you for the opportunity to share my work with you. We decided to work on a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD because it's the third uh, leading cause of death worldwide. The disease is due to inhalation of toxic toxic substances, such as cigarette smoke, but it's also due to pollution or uh, combustion. It's an irreversible, irreversible disease which we can observe airway destruction, and there is actually no cure to the disease. So it's important to better understand the, um, to better understand COPD and find new treatment. We decided to have a look at airway macrophages because it's the most abundant cells in the alveolar space. They are the first line la- line of defense of the lung, and we get interested to study all the toxic sub- substances and in specific case cigarette smoke could alter macrophage phenotype and function
0: yeah so yeah thank you makes a lot of sense certainly a big burden for public health and macrophages as you say are the most abundant cell in the lung and sort of the first line of defense so definitely good justification to study this topic could you briefly describe your study's main findings
1: So in this study, we use different technology to study macrophages, macrophage heterogeneity, and we use flow cytometry, bulk RNA-seq, and single-cell RNA-seq. First, uh, using flow cytometry, we noticed that there is indeed heterogeneity in uh, in airway macrophages, and we highlighted two populations, a high autofluorescence population that corresponds to classical alveolar macrophages with function in surfactant recycling. But we also had light an unusual subpopulation of low autofluorescent macrophages. And using bulk RNA-seq, we noticed that these macrophages have a monocyte origin. They express a lot of monocyte genes, while they also express macrophage uh, genes such as uh, Marco. We use GSEA to look at the function of the cells, and we notice that they have immunoregulatory properties. And by putting the cells in culture, we notice that they express a lot of interleukin-10, immunosuppressive cytokine, in comparison to the classical AM. Secondly, we use also single-cell RNA-seq to look at the heterogeneity of the cell in an unbiased way. And we first confirmed the results of the flow cytometry and bulk RNA-seq experiment. And we we highlight these two population, one um, population of monocyte-derived cells and one population self-proliferating population of alveolar macrophages. What is interesting is that with this single cell RNA-seq results, we identify different populations that were only present in smoker and COPD subjects. This subpopulation have det- detoxification function, which is interesting because it means that they re- this subpopulation really are there because they respond to this lung ingression aggression. But also this population of macrophages have pro-inflammatory phenotypes. So they could definitively participate to the disease progression.
0: Yeah, no, those are it's very interesting findings. I was curious, Maude, so when I think about COPD and emphysema and macrophages, oftentimes I'll think about proteases, you know, things like MMB12 and those types of things that might be secreted by macrophages and can cause destruction and, and lead to things like emphysema. Did you find any of those types of things? I know it was sort of a small uh, sample set. But did you find any of those types of things that have been previously associated with sort of the COPD and emphysema phenotype?
1: So we did not highlight it in our results um, over, over expression of this protease by macrophage in um, smoker or COPD subject. But what is uh, interesting in our results is that in the monocyte derived uh, macrophage population, we highlight a specific subcluster that's, that is indeed expressing a matrix component gene. By looking at GSA uh, results, we highlight functions that has a response in warding and everything, and it means that there is in a LC subject, a subpopulation of macrophages that is involved in healing. And that's, that, that c- cluster, I think it's probably benefit in this LC subject. And in disease, what is maybe what leads maybe to the disease is that other clusters could maybe express protease, and that's when it becomes harmful from for the lung. When it's specific for a population, it's good, but when it's expressed by other cells, that's where the disease maybe it's it's occurring. Yeah, no, that's
0: interesting. right. Lots of different subpopulations in there. I guess another, one of the things I liked about this paper was that in the first part of it, you used a basically just flow cytometry and then you looked at autofluorescence to to identify these two really distinct or kind of distinct macrophage subsets that certainly you showed function differently. But when we were looking at single cell data and, and not only in your set, but in a couple others that have emerged in the past two or three years, One of the things that has been difficult for the field is that it it certainly seems like there's a continuum of these subsets that, you know, there might be a neutrophil versus a T cell, and those are clearly different, both phenotypically and function-wise. But these macrophage subsets, it isn't like there's a clear demarcation between cluster one and cluster two, cluster three and cluster four. There's sort of a gradient. And I'm curious if you have any thoughts or suggestions on how how do we draw that line between these clusters? I mean, we're using these different analytical approaches to this transcriptional data, but from a clinical standpoint, how are we gonna be able to identify these things, not only in the hospital, um, but from a research standpoint to isolate these cells and and test their function, kind of like what you did in the first part of your paper?
1: Yeah, so that's a very good uh, question and a very hard point to answer. In our first analysis, we did not highlight a surface marker that will allow us to better identify the two subpopulation by flow cytometry, for example, but we can look again at the data and try different markers to see if it will be possible. If they express different gene, it's of course possible that they express different surface marker that will allow a FARC sorting, for example, and study their function in vitro. That's why we tried to try to do a little bit with the CCR2, because autofluorescence is good to look at the different subpopulation. But still, when we look at fax profiles, it's not easy in all patients to see the two subpopulations. So we first try CCR2, but there is maybe other surface marker that will help, help us, yeah, to better um, differentiate the. have a better sense of what is different between the two, the different populations.
0: Yeah, so I agree. Certainly trying to find cell surface phenotypic markers that are linked to these transcriptional subsets and then ultimately testing function of these different subsets to see if they're functionally different. Are there any other studies that you or others, other than these sort of better phenotyping these transcriptional subsets, that people should do going forward what are the things what are the next steps that you or others should take based on on your findings in this paper
1: yeah so the team in Liège is still working on the project because in this first study we only uh, have uh, we only have three subjects in each court so the goal is now to study the subpopulation in a larger cohort of patients and look in deeper and look deeper in their function to see if there is any difference between the smoker and COPD, for example, in our results, it looks like homogeneous, but if we increase the number of patients, we can maybe highlight some difference in the COPD and uh, discover what is uh, causing more the disease with a larger number of patients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's tough. The stuff is pretty expensive. Even irrespective of the single-cell RNC, just your ability to do these research bronchoscopies and get these is not an easy feat, so I, I definitely applaud you on that. Um, yeah,
1: and I want to thank all collaborator or the physician that participated in the study because I'm a lab-based in, in, investigator and the collaboration with, with physician was essential to the project. And also the patient participation was also essential. So.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It was a very nice translational study, sort of mixing the best of clinical and and sort of uh, translational research. In the end, we always kind of ask this question, and it sort of links into kind of your your acknowledgement of the clinicians and the patients is, in what way do you think your findings from this paper might influence clinical care in the future?
1: As I said, uh, COPD is a disease that is progressive and cannot be cured today, so I really hope that my, I mean, all work, the work of the lab, will lead to a better understanding of the disease and that the project could highlight new therapeutic targets. I think our results highlight maybe that there is an imbalance between the pro-inflammatory function of the cells and the immunoregulatory function of other uh, subpopulation of the cells. So I'm wondering, and I hope my uh, overall could lead to, yeah, new treatment that could maybe boost the anti-inflammatory side of the the cells and could balance this uh, overexpression of pro-inflammatory gene uh, in some cells.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The potential for reprogramming these cells is very tantalizing, I would agree. Dr. Liégeois, thank you so much for joining us, and and we really enjoyed your paper. I think it's a great paper, and so thanks for uh, describing it today. Um, And thanks to all of our listeners for joining us. This episode of the Lung Science Podcast was brought to you by the American Journal of Respiratory Cell and Molecular Biology. If you would like to listen to more episodes of the podcast series, please visit atsjournals.org or subscribe to the Lung Science Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. Thanks again for listening. Please stay safe and have a great day.